in your Bibles to Psalm 78, and I want to just take a few minutes to encourage you tonight on the fact that God cannot fail. It was a perfect lead-in. I love the Holy Spirit. How many love the Holy Spirit? It just amazes me how the Holy Spirit works. I love it when we don't talk, we don't plan, and then testimonies come up, and Pastor Andrew says certain things at the offering, and all these things lead into what God's going to say in the Word, and it just one thing after another leads to being in unison, doing this, going the same direction in the service. So I've been having this message on my heart, and been waiting for the right time to preach it, so God says tonight, if you're taking notes, we serve an unlimited God. How many believe that? I, I, I just begin to stop and think, and I'm going to read this in just a second, of all the things that God has done in my life over and over and over and over and over to the five millionth power over for me and my family, and he's always come through. God is infinite tonight. We need to remember, we talked this morning about relationship and the relationship we have with God. What an amazing thing to think tonight that that God that we have that relationship with is the universe creator. How many stop sometimes and remind yourself of that? How many know we should? Because we sometimes try to bring God down to where we are instead of us going up to where God is. And we limit God. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. We all do it. When we get to that place where Miss Betty was talking about and Donnie was talking about and situations that every single one of us run into, amen, we run into those times of struggle financially or health or family situations and it just seems like there's not an answer seems like we're banging our heads against the wall and i don't know about you but i I have to remind myself who i serve an all-powerful all-knowing all-capable god that has no limits amen there's nothing god cannot do maybe you're here tonight and you're going through something you're in a situation you're struggling with something Like I said, it could be financial, it could be a physical ailment, it could be a a relationship, family, someone you're praying for, uh, something that's happening you just don't see an answer to. I want to remind you tonight, on this Sunday night, that God is all-powerful and He cannot fail tonight, amen? And we as believers tend to limit Him by our erroneous thinking, by our flesh thinking. Usually when we're limiting Him, though, it's when we're in the outer court, not in the Holy of Holies. Amen. So we got to get back in to the Holy of Holies and receive God's unlimited blessings. Look at Psalm 78 with me. Just a few verses here. Verse 40. Look what David said. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God. And watch this. And limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy, when he worked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. How many know that we might say, oh, those crazy Israelites, they, they, how, how could they doubt? And, and we can say that with some validity because I've never seen a Red Sea open before. I've never seen some of the things they saw, but how many know we've seen miracles ourselves that in God's power for us is just as big. 
How many have seen some real, some red seas, not physically, not maybe with your eyes, but situationally, red seas open up or red seas close or the miracle, the, the feeding of the 5,000 or some supernatural thing has happened in your life. And we've seen God over and over do what he does best, which is show up. But when we were, when they were talking, I saw, told Dylan, I said, yeah, he's always on time, but he's never what? Early. <laughs> He's never late too, but he doesn't seem to ever be early either. He seems to be right on time. And the problem with us is our watch is not his watch. The word limited means to diminish your expectations. To diminish your expectations. This message tonight is for nothing else than to raise your expectations again. To continue to believe that God is all powerful. To continue to believe that God is unlimited. To continue to believe that God can do anything. He says they didn't remember his power. So basically they were not, see, not, not seeing God's power. They were failing to remember his power. Failing to remember his power. Now how many of you have seen God move? And then the next week you ran into another situation. And you forgot one week later that God moved the week before. Am I talking to anybody else like me? Because we're flesh and we're human. And sometimes that second bill seems bigger than the first one. Or we might think, well, God provided that one, but he won't provide this one. But when you're in covenant with God, that's one of the reasons that Pastor Andrews asked. I thank God that I don't know the percentage in our church, but I guarantee you most of us tithe. We understand the principle of giving to God. We understand that when we're in covenant with God, he can't fail us. Now, and listen, I could go over to this side because I know this side quite a bit over here. And I got some family and friends. And I know these people, especially my aunt and uncle as pastors all these years, and Reuben and Audrey, they have tithed their entire lives of being believers. And they have seen for how many years? You know, Pastor Andrew said the other night there was 180 or somewhere around there, 187 years of marriage between those sisters. 187 years. That's a long time. That's hard for me to imagine. That's four of my lifetimes. No, that's more than four of my lifetimes. That's a lot of years. How many know we should stop right now and have those four ladies come up here and they should give us a marriage ceremony? Can you say amen? 187 years of marriage. They know what they're talking about. We should have a Q&A right now. How did you make it? Same thing goes with, with finances tonight as you, as you hear these testimonies. And I'm not saying all you have it too, but I'm talking about people over here that I know for many years and myself included that you could add up and it probably over a hundred years of seeing God continually over and over and over and over again prove himself faithful. Why do we have to wait so many times and see so many times God move for us to remember he's an unlimited God? That he cannot fail. Some of you in here tonight have been saved for two or three years and have already seen God move. Amen. I think sometimes the experience of being saved a long time can go against you because you have seen God. I, this is me. I've seen God move so many times I can't remember them all. I don't have to look on one hand and say, well, let me, let me count three or four ways. It's thousands. I don't know how many it is, but it's way more than I can ever remember. I was thinking today, 
without going into too many details, just about my wife and I's life, as I was reflecting the fact that we had all these people here that were here when we got married. We've been married for 20 years. We've been a lot of different places. And my wife can be a, a, a testimony and, a, and testify tonight and agree with me that we have seen for 20 years that verse that is so common and so known but so powerful, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Why? Because we understand God's principles. Because we believe he's an unlimited God. And we believe that if we stand inside of what he asks us to do, he'll never fail us. Now, that doesn't mean there's not problems. That doesn't mean there's not trials. That doesn't mean there's not struggles. Of course there is. There's been times where we, we need, had more than less or less than more, however you want to put it. There's been times where we didn't know where it was going to come from. But we've seen over and over and over again God provide. God show up. When we first moved here many years ago to, 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 to Denton, the year before we went to Costa Rica, we moved here out of faith. Even before we came here to Denton, we had... Uh, uh, made a major step of faith. We had gone to the inner city of Tucson, Arizona, to the South 10th Avenue projects to work. God called us to that place, and I had a very good painting business. I was painting big mansions up in the foothills of Tucson. I was making good money. I had a good business. And all of a sudden, God begins to say, I want you to spend more time in that church. I want you to help that pastor. I was his assistant pastor. And it got to a place where God said, I want you to step out on faith. My wife, I don't think at that time was working. When I was working, you were? Okay, you were working. Ch- child care? She's always loved kids. Always done child care. Still does it now, but she doesn't get paid for it. <laughs> and she, she was doing child care, and I had my business, and God said, I want you to step out on faith. And I had to leave the business and go into the ministry, and what we got paid was not even enough to pay for our house mortgage monthly. I think, I think someone this week talked about $800. Was that 700 Yeah. And so I got paid. And so I, we had to say, God, we know you're an unlimited God. And we're going to trust you. And I don't remember how long it was, a year or two years or whatever. She kept doing her job and I did that. And went from making good money in a business to that. And for two years, a year, whatever it was, God provided. And we never missed. Our bills, our bills were more than $500 more than we had coming in. How many are good at math tonight? It don't line up. Has anybody else in here see that miraculous God not line up, but somehow, some way, God provides over and over again. And for a year and a half, two years, I don't remember the time exactly, God provided over and over and over again. And even sometimes we had money to go out to eat. He provided. We never lost our house. Amen. I got witnesses in here tonight. Amen. And he provided over and over again. But somehow, some way, we get to this place again where our minds tell us that God is like us. Or God is like our employer. Or God is less omnipotent than he is. God does not change. Can you say amen? Malachi 3, 6 says, I am the Lord. I change not. God does not change. We change. He's forever the same all-powerful God, listen, who delights in blessing his people. He delights in showing his power and his grace to us. There was another time when we got to Denton, we moved here. God provided. We began to work, my dad and I, in a business. And all of a sudden, God says, I want you to go to Costa Rica. Went, went to uh, save up our money and moved to Costa Rica 
Yes, we knew family there. Yes, her family was there, but that's all we knew. And we'd never been, it's funny, I've told this before. We used to go to places in Costa Rica my wife had never been or never knew existed. We went to some bad, bad places. And when we got there, we got there with $10,000 of our own money. We took that money down there and we started, uh, we got a house. Her father gave us a car and we began to start that kids ministry. And I was telling my uncle about this today. And to support ourselves outside of what we were getting from, from family, it got to a place where, you know, that, that begins to diminish out. People give for a while and then you kind of get far away and then it kind of fizzles out. So we had to go get these cans, one gallon paint cans. And we'd print out the, the label on there that showed our foundation, the kids. We put this faces on the kids on there and we'd go put these cans in different businesses where when they would pay for whatever they were buying, sometimes it was a little general store, sometimes it was a hardware store, and when they'd pay, they'd get their change, and we would hope they would drop some change in there. And for a couple of years, that is how we lived, off of cans. God always provided. God always showed up. God always did what He said He would do. Amen? We were there for 10 years, and when we left here, there was no promise we'd be there for a year. It's amazing how you can look back on your life and you can see how unlimited God is. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Somebody needs to be reminded that God is all-powerful. I remember when we, when we began to pastor. And God called us to, to leave the, the ministry that we were doing with the kids, hand it over to local people, and start a church and begin to get some of these people that we were winning to the Lord into a local church and tell them about Jesus and disciple them. And so our pastor and our home church sent us out and, uh, you know, gave us a covering for that. And we began that church. And I remember we were in a building. Some of you have been there. And we were uh, packing that building out. And just like we were over on Londonderry four years ago. And God said, it's time to move. It's time to go to another building. And I remember when we found a building, we had been driving by it. It's very similar to this. We had been driving by it for years and never seen it. And all of a sudden, the doors opened, and we found out it was available, and it was about, I want to say, how much bigger? Three or four times bigger, at least, than the other building? No, the Costa Rica. Three or four times bigger than where we were, but it was also twice as expensive. And when you have the same amount of people, and you're going to a building twice as big, it's always twice as expensive. Sorry, three or four times bigger. It's twice as expensive. You need some supernatural money. You need some money to come out of nowhere. How many know that's a step of faith? And so we said, God, we're going to do this. We're going to take this building. And sometimes, you know, I look back. I thank God. You know, there's something in the Bible that talks about doing things when you're young. My aunt and uncle are showing that you can still do it when you get older. I'm not going to say old. Amen. Older. But you can, when you're young, you do things that are kind of stupid, but good. You seem to have a lot more faith. I look back now, even at 40, at some of the things we did and some of the steps of faith we took, and I don't know if I would do them again. <laughs> I really don't. And I remember saying, okay, the rents, I want to say it was $1,500 a month. You've got to realize that's not here in the United States. That's in Costa Rica, which does have some money, but not where we were at. And we had a good-sized church. We had a good amount of people, but they were poor. They were poor, Amen. They did not have a lot of money. I remember when we started that church, if I saw a bill, I got excited. 
if I saw a bill, it didn't have to be a big bill. If I just saw paper, I got excited because it was change. Oh, it was lots of change, man. We would take that change and change it in. Somehow God provided for that first two years in that building. Now we're stepping into the new one. Here's the crazy thing. We got into that building. It was totally empty. Totally. It was a shell. There was not even it had been it had been empty for so long that they had stolen not only the electrical power outlets, but all the wire in the walls to them. They had not only stole the toilets from the bathroom, they had stolen all the tubing that goes to the toilets. When I say stripped, it was concrete walls. And matter of fact, they actually stole the roof. Didn't they? Tin roof. They went piece by piece and stole the roof. So when we got in that building, we had to put everything that was needed in there. And it wasn't just where we could come in and have chairs put in. We needed toilets. We needed plumbing. We needed electrical wire. We needed lights. We needed everything. We needed a wall. We put up a five, about, I think it was about 500 sheet pieces of sheetrock wall down the middle to divide it so we could have our Sunday school area and our children's church and then have our sanctuary. And listen, we were not only going in one month from $700 rent to $1,500 rent with the same amount of people. We began to have to remodel that thing. And I'm telling you, we, when you hear the words, the just shall live by faith, I'm talking to you from experience. I'm talking about let's do this and let's just believe as we go and let's just see what happens. And sometimes you look back on those things and it's like a blur. I'm going to go to the end of the long story short. We got walls and paint and lights and tile and all the stuff we needed to fix that building up. And watch this. Remember, this is a poor country, poor people. And we got done over $10,000 came into that church in one month in Costa Rica. Now, I could tell you that that would probably be like $100,000 in the United States at least in one month. And it came from places. I don't even remember where it came from. God said, I am an unlimited God. Amen. I, you serve a God that is unlimited. I do not change. I talked last week about healing. I'm not going to go into that. But Psalms 103 verses 2 and 3 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. Listen, and forget not all of his benefits. Some people talk about the, chain, the, the cross and the pain and the suffering. But I like to talk about the benefits of God. Man, his benefits way outweigh. Sometimes when I look at the, the ministry and I look at the struggles and I look at, you know, things you run into. Because when you deal with people, people are mean sometimes. Can you say, man, I know you don't know anybody in here. I know you're not thinking of anybody right now. But people can be mean sometimes, especially Christians. Amen. Uncle Robert was telling me a little story today about some mean people yesterday. They all run together. Mean people. Amen. I said this morning, I think atheism belongs to Christians. They've caused it. Mean people. But struggles are one thing. But I look back and I say, God, serving you all these years and seeing lives changed and seeing miracles way outweighs the bad that I've seen. How many could say tonight as you, in your walk with God that the good that you've seen God do way outweighs the bad things that you've seen in your life? And that's why you're still serving God tonight. Amen. He says his, his uh, forgetting out his benefits because he forgives your sins and heals all your diseases. Say all. all. Amen. 
the godly believer can be healed. Can you say amen? amen. Miraculous. God's a miraculous. Not only unlimited God, he's a miraculous God. I just told you some things that show us that he can come through in a situation that seems impossible. And what you need to learn to do tonight, if you, maybe you're here right now and you're going through an impossible situation. You know what you need to do? And you say, God, this is a good time for you to show your miraculous power. Could you stop maybe and turn the situation around to realize that maybe this isn't just a test, but this is an opportunity for God to get glory? Could you look at your situation and say, God, I know that this is that you can remind God, God, I know this is an awesome opportunity for you to show how big and awesome you are. Remember that Hebrews 11 said without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith pleases the Lord. And faith is believing in what you cannot see. It's faith is believing in what seems impossible and saying, God, it seems impossible, but I know you're going to come through. I'm going to remember the story. I'll run quickly through this and I won't go to it tonight for time. In 2 Kings 4, when Elisha went to that widow, she was about to make her last meal. She showed up. God did a miracle. He, she says, go and borrow vessels. Go to your neighbors and ask. And that woman left and she asked. And it's in 2 Kings 4, you can read it later, 1 to 7. And she goes and begins to ask. And the, he, she goes to get those oil jar, the jars and oil begins to get poured into them. And they put them to the side. And that man says, okay, bring me another one. And she says, there's no jars left. I've asked for all. And then the oil stopped flowing. And she went to the man of God. And listen, that man said, go and sell all that oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left. How many know God wants to provide more than we need tonight? Amen. More than we need so that we can be a blessing. But that woman was at a point. Listen, we see the end result. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God we're not Elisha. Thank God we're not that woman right now that's in the situation that hasn't had the book written yet. We can go back and read that story and we can see in that story that God comes through. He always comes through. How many know that God, we live in the most blessed time because we have this right here. We have the finished product. We have the model that's done. We have all these stories to go off. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be honest with you tonight. Our problem is, is we are not reading this enough. Come on, I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying we don't go to this enough. This is the source. When you're in a situation, you ask yourself, and listen, I'm guilty. I'm not putting you on blast. We're all guilty because we're carnal. When a bad situation happens, do we go first to God? Or do we mentally begin to say, what can I do? Now, there's a, there's a balance to that. We're supposed to do our part. We're supposed to work. We're supposed to move. But I think a lot of times we move and we work and we plan and we think and we do. And then when all that hasn't worked out, then we go, oh, 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 God, maybe you can help. And he goes, duh, I could have helped you a long time ago. I could have saved you some time. Come on, how many will be honest tonight and say that's how we are? We need to remember that a desperate situation is just a recipe for a miracle. If you're in a situation, and listen, it's not always financial, physical, it can be mental. There's all, whatever situation you're in tonight, you can say, God, this is a great opportunity for you to show how awesome you are. And you can speak those words. And, and listen, people are watching you at work. 
People are watching you at school. People are watching your friends and your family. Those people you've been trying to lead to the Lord are watching you when you're in that bad situation. And you say, you know, it, it may sound crazy sometimes when you say, I'm just trusting God. Don't ever stop doing that. Don't think, well, they're going to think I'm crazy. Just keep saying, I, I'm just trusting God. Because they see you at work. They see you're not sitting around on the couch waiting for it. They see you working. But they want to see, they're going to see later when God comes through, they're going to remember that you said, I'm just trusting God. I'm just trusting God. I'm just believing in God. Don't limit God's ability to provide supernaturally. Amen? Now, provision. When you think of provision, I'm going to end with this. Provision is not just, again, not just financially. God provides in many, many, many ways tonight. Amen? And if you need a miracle in your life today, don't just ask for a little bit of help. Ask for God's help. Don't limit God. Sometimes we say, God, I, I want you to do something, and we, and we kind of put him in a box, and we say, I want you to do this. It's, it's just, this is just a generic example. It's like the person, just a generic example, the person who asks for a car. I used to tell, tell my dad, hear my dad tell a story all the time. I need a car, Lord. God, I need a car. God, I need some transportation. God, help me. Finally, a, show, a car showed up. And it broke down all the time. And it shot smoke out. And it scared people to death when it started. And that person looked up and said, God, why did you give me that car? And God says, you didn't ask for anything else. You said you wanted transportation. Now, there's an extreme to that. I'm not saying you should ask for the latest BMW. But you could ask for a good car. You could ask for some good, reliable transportation. You could be more specific. How many know we limit God? We limit God what he can do. We need to open up the floodgates of heaven. We need to begin to speak things by faith. Amen. Remember that Jesus was feeding those 5,000. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember Genesis 22:14 says he's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Amen. Philippians 4:19 it was quoted already. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. How many know God will supply all your needs all your needs amen all your needs mentally physically spiritually financially now last thing i'm sorry i got ahead of myself i had one more protection god has limited unlimited protection i can go again to stories I'm not going to take time tonight i can think of story after story after story that god spared our lives there was one time that comes to mind, we were in our kids' ministry, we were up on a hill, it was in the beginning, God had provided a big 55-passenger bus for our ministry, and we would take all of our ministry team in it, we would load up all the speakers, we'd load up all of our stuff we worked with in that bus, we had it painted real pretty, and we'd go to these sites, and we'd work with the kids, and we'd pull the tarps out, and we'd do our program, and then we'd load it back up, and we'd head off to another one. And I remember one day, I know my wife will remember this. You were with us, right? We got in that bus. Everybody was in it. And we were up on a kind of a hill. There was a plaza over here. Is that a word in English? Yeah. It is? What is it? An open lot? Okay, sorry. It wasn't a commercial center. It was an open lot. So I just, that was a Spanish word. Open lot. We did the kids' ministry over there. Got in the bus. We're all sitting there. We're tired. Bus starts, we start going, and as we start moving down that hill, right in front of us, about 100 feet, 
is a drop off and there's a left turn. Well, as soon as we started, it's a big bus, 55 passengers, probably 20 of us in there, all this equipment. I see, I'm right at the front standing. I see my bus driver slamming on the brakes and they're not working. Now, it's not that they're going in. They're not going at all. He's hitting them and they're not moving. It was that moment that we've all had that your life flashes literally before you. Somehow, some way, we begin to, we begin to get speed. Somehow, some way, that bus turned that corner without flipping. Somehow, some way. Then, as we turn that corner, we're going down another probably three or four hundred foot road and on, an, on an angle with houses at the end. No brakes. We began, we, we, I, I began to grab the wheel with him. How many would do that? Amen? We're, I'm going to help. We're trying to steer that thing. <clears throat> We're going back to the left, back to the right. We're just trying to, there's no brakes whatsoever. God's grace somehow got us to the bottom of that hill and we slammed into this mound of dirt, missed the house. No one got hurt. But I'm telling you, all of us got out and kissed the ground. We thought it was over. Amen? We found out that when he started that thing, it didn't start. It just kicked. How many of you have ever been in a stick shift car? And you hit that thing, and that gear goes, and that car moves, but it's not on. If the car's not on, the brakes don't work. That's just one example that we shouldn't be here tonight. You could all think of a hundred, probably a hundred times in your life, if you really think about it, where God's unlimited protection was there. How many are thankful for angels? How many are thankful for the blood of Jesus, the hedge of protection? Amen. God's hand being around you, keeping you safe. We might have been in an accident on your way here. God is always watching out for us. I could give the mic and you could do much better at telling the stories. But God is a God of protection. He protected those three men in that fiery furnace. He protected Daniel in the lion's den. All throughout the Bible, he protected Peter when he was in that jail. Got him freed, amen? The angel of the Lord encamping around those who fear him. Amen? You need to learn in the morning. I thank God for a godly father who taught me to pray growing up and plead the blood of Jesus over his family. I plead the blood of Jesus every day over my wife, every day over my daughters, every day over you as a church. I plead the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the protection of Jesus. You can say, Lord, I come against danger. I come against death. I come against the spirits. How many know we need to protect our family with the blood of Jesus? We need to plead that protection. Amen. God, Jesus said these words, and I want to ask you them tonight. In Matthew 9, 28. He says, do you believe that I am able to do this? How many know Jesus would put them on the spot? He would always ask when he was going to heal somebody, do you believe I can do this? He wanted them to exercise faith. Yes, Lord, the blind man replied. And he touched his eyes, watch this, and he said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. You might say tonight, I don't have a lot of faith. Well, that's why I'm preaching this message. Because as believers, our faith goes up and down. There are times that you feel that you could take the world over. There are times that I feel like I could rush the gates of hell with a water gun and win. There are times that I feel like I could fight the lion. 
There are times that I feel like I could just do anything for God. My faith is high. But there are also times that I feel like I can't do anything, that God can't do anything, that he's never going to show up, that he's never showed up. And you get in these places where your faith gets challenged. You need a message that says, hey, remember, God is an unlimited God. There's no need to limit God in what he can do in your life. Healing, miracles, provision, protection. Listen, according to your faith, these things will be done to you. As the musicians come tonight, I want to ask you a question as a church and as individuals. Are you believing for your own walk and your own life and your own family? Are you believing for great things? Are you believing for the miraculous? Are you believing for the supernatural? How many know we're going to see a revival when we as a church begin to contend and believe together for a move of God? Amen. When we begin to believe God, you can do it. I want you, I, I don't want to go off of the, like I said this morning, the stories of something else. I want to see miracles. We shouldn't get to a place where we just go, oh, that was a good testimony, Miss Betty. Oh, that was a good testimony, Donnie. Oh, that was a good testimony. We should be excited and we should be going, God, I want more. I want to hear more. I want to see more. I want to do more. I want to see God's unlimited power unleashed. Dylan said that prayer, Denton's going to be saved if we believe. I believe the Spirit of God. Remember, Revelation says, He who has an ear, let him hear. I believe the Spirit of God is saying to us, Speak. I believe the Spirit of God is saying to Victory World Outreach in Denton, Texas, Do you believe? I can tell you, I believe. I believe. But I'm not satisfied with what I've seen in the past. I know Jesus is coming soon. I know this thing's getting wrapped up, but I want to see a move of God before he comes. I want to see souls saved. I want to see lives changed. I want to see miracles, amen? And God is looking for you to want to see it too, amen? Stir yourself up. Stir your spirit up and say, God, I want to see it. I want to do it. Take the limits off, amen? Take those limits off of God tonight. Think more about God's kingdom than your own. We need to become kingdom-minded people. We got to work, we got to go to school, we got to do life, but God is still first. If we could just get on the same page, if we could all just believe. How many believe tonight that one person is an army with God? One person is an army. The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, and that multiplies. And if we can get all of us on the same page and we can begin to say, God, I don't just want to come to church. I don't just want to be saved. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs. You say, why isn't God moving? Because of us. Not because God doesn't want to. Not because God can't. God moves through faith. He moves through faith. But we've got to get our minds on the Lord and not be too busy for that move of God. And we need to come expecting. We need to wake up tomorrow on our normal day, go through our normal week and say, God, use me today. God, use me at school. Use me at work. Use me wherever I go. Use me to win someone to Jesus. How many know there's some people out there right now that need to hear the good news, that need to hear the gospel, amen? God has unlimited healing, unlimited power, unlimited protection, 
unlimited provision. Let's pray tonight.